0: Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Nordstrom, and welcome to the program today. We've been sharing in our interview with Travis Bennett the past few weeks. Travis has provided us with some wonderful insight on Revelation chapter 12, a very important chapter in the Bible. I would encourage you that if you've not listened to the first three episodes, you do so now because next week we're going to upload part four. I've interrupted that series because I have believed that uh, the Holy Spirit has placed something on my heart to share with you now uh, in in a timely manner. Many of you are familiar with our good friend Reggie Kelly and his extraordinary writings on Bible prophecy, especially the necessary events that will precede the Lord's return. In fact, Reggie's also going to be our special guest in a series of podcasts in the not too distant future, and we want to make those available very soon. Anyway, Reggie frequently warns of the false alarms of prophetic speculation, that it's absolutely necessary the church examine the prophetic scriptures, especially in the Old Testament and those Hebrew writers who had a considerable heads up on the clearly prophesied events that will close out this age and inaugurate the one to come. The point here is we don't we don't want to blow the trumpet, so to speak, the the trumpet of alarm because because of something we just saw on the news or, or read on the internet. False alarms, so often, have discredited the church over the years, and that's why we need to put speculation aside and read our Bibles. Now, with all that said about false alarms and speculation, I'm coming to realize that without an awareness of the specific events the Bible shows will be necessary harbingers or forerunners to the time of the end, you know, the critical musts we've been talking about for the past year and a half, even the elect could be subject to deception, and many will fall away from the faith. I'm always cautioned by the prophecy given by Daniel in chapter 12. Listen to this. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Daniel had just received the most comprehensive two-chapter narrative of end-time events, I believe, in history. Listen, the context of that verse means so much more than rapid locomotion on the earth and more missionaries being sent out. It may very well be that, but it's so much more. I believe the angel is pointing out clearly there'll be growing interest in this panoramic prophecy as we, as we move closer, even closer to the end times. The angel says, many will run to and fro, many to study, listen, to study, to investigate the prophecies of Daniel and the prophets. They'll they'll be running through every page of their Bibles and and chasing down pastors who perhaps perhaps told them these are nothing more than past events in biblical history or they should have been caught up by now. You see, the, the staggering political, social, economic, and religious dynamics of today should be a clear wake-up call to godly leadership all over the world, to uh, to abandon the theories and the speculations, though you know, those neatly packaged end-time projections. As Jesus taught, we must become faithful and wise servants now to give those under our spiritual care food in due season. The word of the Lord for the, for the season will soon be entering— We ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ are held to a a much greater standard, and if we pridefully neglect the mandate, we're subject to greater judgment. As we've been pointing out in Revelation chapter 12, a, a, a much misunderstood chapter, it's clear that at the beginning of the Great Tribulation, a war breaks out in heaven between Satan and his angels and Michael and his angels. And that alien interloper, that, that intruder and trespasser, Satan, is cast to the earth. Beloved, we must recognize we're dealing with intelligent, organized, demonic beings. Daniel 12 says nearly the same thing. Listen to Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. At that time, The time of the end. At that time, Michael shall stand up. The great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone. Everyone who is found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth. Many of those that are dead shall awaken some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Now, folks, that's, that's nothing less than the resurrection of the dead, the first resurrection. My friends, those are Old Testament righteous saints and New Testament covenant believers. Everyone found written in the book. Our Heavenly Father is not, He's not going to leave the Old Testament righteous in the grave for another seven years while the New Testament saints are partaking in the marriage supper of the Lamb. Yet our pre-trib brothers say an early rapture is for the New Testament church only. You can't find that in the Bible. Stay with me now. Listen, listen carefully. Everything I said about speculation and false alarms stay with me i'm i'm sharing some things i've prayed on and considered many times over the years never have i received some great revelation from the holy spirit or or an assurance that these things are related nevertheless i've come to believe there are some developments coming along we need to give our attention you see, the United States government is is about to release significant information about the appearances of unidentified flying objects. You know, we know them as UFOs. Stay with me now. This subject is not new. The theories and speculations have been around for decades. But the, the government over the years has managed to keep a, a careful arm's length distance between the alleged sightings and offering any kind of a meaningful response. Now, I believe that's all about to change uh, when a government commission offers a report on these phenomenon, which is supposed to come later this month, here in the month of June. I'm I'm sure most of you have heard about that on the news. Now, I suggest, again, this is my opinion, the Pentagon will not do much more than confirm something's out there, the government can't really explain, but... Let me suggest maybe there's more to this. Paul tells us, the Apostle Paul, in Ephesians chapter 6, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness. And where are they? In heavenly places. I know location 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 now we know clearly from scripture that war breaks out in heaven a war that a spiritual battle takes place between the angel michael and his angels and satan and his angels and and the result of that battle satan is cast to the earth he's removed from his place daniel 12:1 revelation 12:7 clear scriptures we've read them on many occasions For some reason, many of us have taken that verse to apply only to now, in this present time, and and little consider that such battles in the cosmos have gone on for eons and will continue right up to the end, perhaps in even a greater reality than we presently suppose or even contemplate. Now, the government tells us, Now that these mysterious flying machines have have spent more time over U.S. military installations and no-fly zones over the past 75 years since, since the conclusion of World War II and the introduction of the atomic bomb. And as I've shared before, there are numerous verses in the Bible that point to a military activity on the earth and the great tribulation that can be nothing more than nuclear in in nature. Listen to Zechariah chapter 14, verse 12. And this shall be the plague with which the Lord will strike all the peoples that wage war against Jerusalem. Listen, listen carefully. Their flesh will rot while they are still standing on their feet. Their eyes will rot in their sockets, and their tongues will rot in their mouths. Hmm. Uh, That's not very pleasant. It's kind of ugly. But nevertheless, it's the Word of God. Listen to what Jesus says about those days in in Matthew 24, 22. And if those days had not been cut short... No human being would be saved. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be cut short. So here's my question. My question is, what will such official government revelation do for global societies in general and Bible believers in particular? Even if the government only says, well, you know, there's something out there. We don't know what it is. It doesn't behave like anything that's in our technological war chest And it's not anything we, the the U.S. military, has put up there. Will we see a a few more people on the earth running to and fro, seeking answers? Well, we do like answers, but what answers might the church provide in that situation? We know from Scripture Satan will be cast from the heavens— Certainly a a spirit of another dimension who will become the full manifestation of the final mystery of iniquity on the earth. Through a man, through a physical man, a man of sin, a man who will be revealed as the Antichrist. Let's see how the prophet Ezekiel described Satan. That's a, that's a good place to start here. How, how does Ezekiel, by the Spirit of God, describe the Satan? What he looks like? And we see that in Ezekiel chapter 28, starting verse 13. Listen to this carefully. You were in Eden. He's speaking about Satan. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Now now listen, this is not just some talking snake hanging from a tree that tempted Eve Let's move beyond the Sunday school flannel graph board version. Ezekiel says every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and the emerald with gold. The workmanship, something physical here, the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes. That's your sound, the sound of your voice was prepared for you on the day you were created. Satan was a created being. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I, God, I, God, established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked, you what? You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. Well, Ezekiel's not finished yet. Verse 17, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your, your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. Verse 18, you defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore, I, I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you, and I turned you to ashes where? Upon the earth, in the sight of all who saw you. They saw you. Where? On the earth. Verse 19. All who knew you among the peoples are astonished at you. You've become a horror, and shall be no more forever. Now, <laughs> I don't believe for a moment this is just symbolic language that doesn't actually play out in time and space. That's a pretty detailed description of the Satan, the Nakash, as they say in Hebrew. Now, what does verse 10 say in Revelation chapter 12? Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren. That's the Satan. That's the Nikash has been cast down. What I just read in Ezekiel to Where? To the earth. Now salvation, deliverance, preservation, and safety, a coming kingdom, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The power of his Christ, one who possesses authority. How does that manifest? The prince of the power of the air has been cast down to the earth. No longer, no longer does Satan have the the ear of God to accuse believers day and night in the heavens. That deliverance, that, that preservation, that safety, that power and authority comes to the saints on the earth while Satan is cast down. The, the heavens rejoice, but the Bible says, Woe to the earth, because the Satan has been cast down and he has only a short time left. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the freedom that comes with that for believers on the earth? why we'll have spiritual strategies and insight that will aid us in deliverance and safety, we'll also possess an anointing and a power of, a power of authority in the outworking of signs and wonders in the greatest revival in history. My friends, all this is in the midst of the great tribulation. Jesus hasn't even returned yet. Read it. Revelation chapter 12. Put yourself, put yourself in that picture. What's missing here? What must we know now? What must we understand about the yes, the set times of God and the revelation of the mysteries of the kingdom, the the unseen realm in heaven and on earth. God just doesn't miss deadlines, even the seemingly impossible ones. Listen to what the spirit spoke to Abraham about about the impossible in in Genesis chapter 17 verse 21. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at, when? The set time in the next year. And then he says it again in, in Genesis chapter 21, verse 2. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, oh, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. Or how about Psalm 102 verse 13 You shall arise have mercy on Zion for the time to favor her yes the set time has come How can the spirit of God not bring about his set times in this season in this time again Revelation 12:10 now salvation and strength at this future set time, the kingdom of our God, the power of this Christ, will have come. Can you hear the voices of that hour? Wow, that, that sure happened fast. Who who saw that coming? But I thought all that happened back in 70 AD. Or why am I still here? Let me also say that for those who know the word of God, not running to and fro, subjecting yourselves to deception, Jesus and Paul warned about, but fastened, fastened, grounded, firmly fixed and established in the set times of God, seeing the clear prophetic events that must precede his return, becoming a clarion voice in the earth during the massive ingathering of the souls in the time that's left. So what does all this have to do with flying saucers and upcoming government reports? To be honest, I I really don't know. But I do know this. God has his set times to reveal the mysteries of the kingdom. And what we might hear in the near future might be another step in that direction. Now, listen, if if you're still listening, if you stayed with us, I pray you have. Let's pray because we need to. Blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. Jesus, you're worthy. You're worthy to receive glory and honor and power and might and dominion. You're the firstborn from the dead. Neither heaven or earth are a mystery to you. Our Lord and our God, my Lord, you, you'll rule. You'll reign on the earth A thousand years with your covenant people. Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit, awaken us, Jew and Gentile alike, that the final days of this age will demonstrate before the powers of the air your perfect wisdom in your set times. Truly, your mercy endures forever. And we pray this, Father. We believe this. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Beloved, Boy, we're living in exciting days, days that are coming. In the not too distant future, in the grace of God, this is what I urge you prepare for them. Maranatha, I'm Bill Nordstrom.